Ace Podcast. Welcome to Wisecracks Radio Hour. Our story begins in the fall of 2017. Doctors Charles Lindsay and Wagner Rourke were working on an experiment in their subatomic quantum laboratory late one night as a powerful storm rolled through their town. A bolt of lightning struck their lab and caused an accident that sent them back in time to the year 1947. They awoke to find themselves in a recording studio housed in a radio station, the same building that would one day be their scientific laboratory. The station manager found them and mistakenly thought that they were the janitorial crew, putting them to work immediately. The doctors didn't argue and soon had enough money to rent a small apartment. Let's join them now at the radio station and see how they're getting along. So, what's the first thing you're going to do when we get back? Going to hug my wife and kids, of course. Oh, and pet my dog, Steve. Well, sure, but after all that, what are you going to do? Probably try to explain why I'm so glad to see them, I guess. To them, nothing will have changed, you know. I'll be home after a long day of work, just like any other day. Kim will be getting dinner ready. The kids, hopefully, will be doing their homework or something useful or creative. Yeah, it will be strange. You know, we've been gone for months, but if everything works out like we think it will, we'll get back at the same time we left. Nothing will have changed at all at home. You know, we've got our lab coats here. We've got the clothes we're wearing. It'll be just another rainy night. Well, if we keep talking about it, that computer will never gear up. Let's knock out one more program for Brumbles, and by the time we're done... It'll be time to go home. Let's see, this one's called The Dark Tower. This is the man in black, here to introduce this weekly half-hour... Chicago song. Suspense. Oh, yeah. Tonight from Hollywood, we bring you Mr. Orson Welles. Mr. Welles will appear as star of the suspense drama called The Dark Tower. Oh, Stephen King play by George S. Kaufman and the late Alexander Wolcott. Oh, too bad he couldn't get there on time. And now with the Dark Tower, and with the performance of our star, Orson Welles, as that noted actor, Damon Wellington, scion of the celebrated royal family of stage and screen... The Baldwin Brothers? again hope to keep you in... Suspense! You dare! You dare call me a ham! Violet! Make me a ham sandwich! the world, there are no brains within that thick... Teutonic skull. I'll cleave it open like an overripe melon. Acting! Well, that profanes the rehearsal of my lines. Enter, if thou art man of woman born. I fear thee not. What if thou art? Hello, Damon. Ben Weston, you old son of a gun. Ben Weston? I heard you he was, was napping. Coach. What news in the Rialto from that cesspool of the arts known as Hollywood? They turned my picture to the wall at the Brown Derby. Nah, they just took it down and burned it. I despise myself for wanting to know, of course. It's marvelous to have you back, Ben, old boy. Seen Jessica yet? Why, is she missing? I've seen her. Isn't she looking fine? Feeling better than she has for years, I think. You got a great thing in this play, Ben. Changed quite a bit from the original, of course. Sort of a satire on the family. We call it the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Dignified to say that the family is a satire on the play. Yes, I heard about it. For instance, those lines you heard me declaiming as you entered actually happened to me once. You know that German, what's-his-name, who directed Macbeth? He called me a ham. 
and I chased him out of the theater and for four city blocks in full costume with a two-edged sword. <laughs> a little LARPing, I guess. There's a little thing I like in the second act, too. Jessica asked me why I don't stop drinking, and I say, what? Would you have me subsist entirely on food and reach the gargantuan proportions of an Orson Welles? He's got his own weather Orson system. Needle, the boy wonder. Amen. Damon, can't you stop clowning for a minute? Of course yeah, as I soon can. as I finish what this juggling. Damon, by. please. Please be serious. What's the matter, old man? Game of Thrones was canceled. I do. What's the matter? No, frankly, I can't say that I do. I mean, the world looks rather well. Does it? And Jessica feeling better than she has for years, is she? Well, isn't she? Of course not. How could she be? And why shouldn't she be? Damon, don't you realize there's been a murder? Murder? It has, and a good thing, too, if you ask me. What of it? What of it? Can't you see the thing is hanging over this house like a... Like a curse? Oh, I thought that was an artistic chandelier. ...over this house, profane or otherwise. And what about Jessica? Oh, oh yeah, she's always hanging over the house. Oh, but she's really in fine shape, Ben. He's going to be marvelous in this play. There's more at stake in this than a play, Damon. The thing has never been solved. Perhaps it never will be. Perhaps that's just as well. Oh, I solved the Rubik's Cube years ago. But Jessica can't remember, don't you understand, Damon? She can't remember. Remember what? Well, then Jessica can't remember. Listen to me, Damon. I wouldn't mind it if it was just that other people thought she might have done it. But they would do that anyway. But, but she does. Ah, oh, come on, Ben. I don't believe it. I've talked to her, Damon. I know. Oh, I Damon, see. I love Jessica more than anything else in the world. You Except for cornflakes. Yes, Those things I can't live without. I, I couldn't. You, you couldn't wear white after Labor Day. Huh? <laughs> I just think it would be rather exciting. Now that you mention it, I rather wish I had. Instead of some of those I did marry. Damon. I'm sorry. Pretty serious to you, isn't it, old man? Did you think it wouldn't be? Well, to tell you the truth, Ben, I hadn't thought about it at all. That's the trouble with being an actor. As long as your part's good, you don't give a hang about the rest Give of the a hang? Play. What yes. the... You told Jessica? Yes, we had a long talk. How did she take it? With cream and sugar. You know Jessica. She carried it off, of course. But... Uh... Ben, you know, in spite of all our histrionic bickering, I'm rather nuts about... Dees! Nuts. I know you are, Damon. I have no very fundamental objections to you, either. I would describe you, my dear Benjamin, as adequate. I know you are, but what am I? So I think perhaps you and I'd better have a nice, long, heart-to-heart talk. What good will talking do? I think if you'll do the listening and let me do the talking, you'll see... Lend me your ears. Mine are broken. I will a tale unfold. He's asleep already. That's quick. Well, Jessica, as you know, had been in a sanitarium for nearly a year. She should be pretty clean by now. <laughs> the dark tower was to be her first attempt to work again. All that time. I know it isn't the greatest play in the world, but it has a surefire box office appeal. Jessica needed that to get her confidence back. Well, we were just polishing up a few last-minute changes here at the house. David Torrance, the producer, you know, he was there with us. And, of course, there are the usual little differences. What's he mumbling about? (laughs) And 
another thing, Damon. When you kick me in the middle of the second act... Well, I hate getting kicked where? there. You know perfectly well where. Is it absolutely essential that you boot me halfway across the stage? How do you want well, it could be the whole stage. Punches. That's one of the high spots in the show. It may be a high spot to you, darling, but it's just a black and blue spot to me. Very well. Henceforth, I shall appear for the second act on crutches. You know, Uncle David, that's not a bad idea. Oh, now, Damon, let's be serious. There's a lot of work to I'm do. I'm quite serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, matter. You might try throwing me a cue once in a while. It's the use of having a play if you just make up the lines as you go along. Acting! Not my ad-libbing very witty, you remember, dear? Oh, Damon, you're such an insufferable ham. A ham? A ham? Me? A no, ham? No, no, Honey-baked, no, indeed. I fail to see why I should permit that little minx to insult me with impunity, David. How dare you speak to me? How dare I say? How dare? I did not. You started. You called me a ham. You are ham, ham, ham! Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! That brawling. But soft. What light through yonder window break? What wind through yonder trousers break? And Martha... Lighteth a match. I quite agree. What? That you're a ham. Gad, I'm beset by harpies. Oh, they got a medicine for that. Any control over these hirelings of yours? Oh, I'm only the producer, my dear Martha. You at least are a member of the family. And you at least can quit... Nope, can't quit We're family. We're terribly sorry, Aunt Martha. We've been a nuisance, I know, and I apologize. Damon... <laughs> I even apologize to you. Don't be silly, Jim. Take off those fake glasses. I've really been terribly keyed up working again, and you know, Ben is coming east for the opening. (sighs) Love rears its ugly head. Ooh, that's an excellent living color song. It's all right. I couldn't even be angry if he was. Anyway, I'll have a husband to protect me by this time next week. I can lick him with one hand tied behind me. (laughs) Uh, gross. (laughs) I know I owe you an awful lot. Yeah, Skittles will do. I hadn't actually realized how far I'd gone. These last six months have been like coming alive again. The play and Ben. Thanks, Damon. Good Lord. Now I think I'll dress for dinner. Let's all... She's naked? She's got a dress for dinner? To a rest home. Hello? Jenny speaking. Who? No. No, he's not here. He's not here, I tell you. He's dead. Wow. Debbie Downer. Darling, what is it? It was a telemarketer. It was for Stanley. For Stanley. Long live Stanley. Never mind, darling. It's all right. Just some fool who didn't know. Of course. Uh, Damon, you take David and Martha out to dinner, will you? I think maybe Applebee's will do. Oh, come on, Jess. You mustn't let a little thing like that upset you. I know, but... Death? I'm awfully tired. Please. Jessica! You'd uh, better leave her alone for a while, Martha. She's got a fungus they haven't identified yet. It was for Stanley Vance, the husband, huh? Yes. He's dead, you say? Extremely. Well, tell him about it, Martha. Well, it all started when he stopped breathing. Well, you don't have to. I'd rather... He was the cause of her breakdown, of course. Should have been an actor. That's why Jessica married him. She married him because he forced her to marry him. Uh, he controlled that girl's mind like some sort of fiendish hypnotist. She'd been hypnotized. Jessica was fool enough to marry a psychoanalyst. Damon, stop playing the heartless brother. You saw what Stanley did to her. I was in Hollywood. Acting! Perhaps that's why Damon went to Hollywood, huh? Well, 
What could one do? She was legally married to the man. She'd listen to no one but him. Here's what happened, David. She went to this fellow to be psychoanalyzed, and in the process, something happened. She learned the meaning of psychoanalyzed. acquired a power over Jessica's mind that was utterly inhuman. He married her quite frankly to have her support him. Then he found he'd overplayed his hand and sent her into a complete mental collapse. When he found he couldn't snap her out of it, and she was no longer a source of revenue to him, he simply decamped. He was decapitated. You say Vance is now dead? Yep, decapitated. news about six months ago. Some public benefactor had shot him. I've always meant to look that fellow up. From that very day, she began to get better. From the moment she heard the news, it was as though a spell had been lifted. Yay, my husband was shot. Now she's practically all well. You know, it's odd at that someone phoning for him after all these months. Yeah, he can never answer anyway. Catching up. Oh, I wonder who that could be. Landshark. You don't suppose? I'll go. It may be a peasant with a petition. Is this guy the king? Good evening. My dear Martha, you are positively psychic. The Honorable Stanley Vance. Vance Refrigeration? No, that's Bob Vance. I trust the shock will not be too great. Don't tase me, bro. Not the place nor the hour when the bridegroom cometh. Scripture word. My luggage will be here shortly. Listen to me, Stanley Vance. Good evening, Martha. I regret to arrive so unceremoniously. I have been ill. So we have been told. We have been assured, however, that your illness was fatal. Damon, I thought I... Stanley... Jessica, my poor, poor darling. Stanley. Oh, but you're ill, my dear, aren't you? You're ill. You should be resting. You're tired and exhausted, aren't you? Could use a coffee. Terribly, terribly tired. Yes, I am tired. Hypnotized. Terribly tired. I'll take you up to your room, darling. I take it we still have the same room, Martha. Listen to me, Stanley Vance. The poor girl, you can see how weak she... If you think you're going to stay under this roof for a single minute, get out! Very well. Get out! Very well, if you insist on being inhospitable, Martha. You'll pack your things, Jessica. We'll go to an hotel. An hotel? That's bad English. Yes, Dan. Oh, I got all their albums. But I'm so tired. Will you help me, Stanley? Help you sleep? Of course I will, my dear. Come along. Stanley. Yes, Martha? All right, Stanley. You win. Good game, everybody. Good hustle. You're asking us to avail ourselves of your hospitality, Martha. Yes, you can stay. That's very sweet of you, Martha. Isn't it, darling? Yes. Yes, Stanley. Yes, have some. Somehow, someday, there'll be a time of reckoning for you, Stanley Vance. And until it comes, keep out of my sight. The pleasure will be all mine. Come, darling. We'll go to our room now. Yes, Stanley. Can we watch The Bachelor? Damon. Yes, my aged auntie. Damon, what are we going to do? I don't know what you're going to do, ducky. Oh, pretty and I'm going down to the Lambs Club and have a quadruple scotch and soda. But it's 9 a.m. think it heartless of me, but during the next few days, I simply stayed away. Totally avoiding responsibility. Later. As for Jessica, she was, of course, completely in his power again. But, but she forgot. Later, there appeared upon the scene a gentleman who was destined to play a very substantial role in our little drama. I think you've already met him. 
least on one occasion. Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago. I'll get it, Jessica, darling. Get what? Hello? No, Mr. Damon Wellington isn't here. Can I take a message, please? Mr. Max Hartsfeld. Hartsfeld. Uh, I'll tell him you called, Mr. Hartsfeld. I really couldn't say. Well, you can come up and wait if you like, of course, but I can't promise he'll see you. He likes to keep the lights off. Very well, goodbye. Jessica? Yes, Danny? Do you know any friend of Damon's named Max Hartsfeld? Short, bald guy? Yes, Danny. He seemed extremely eager to see him. He said he'd come up here and wait. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's no matter. <sighs> Tell me, darling... Have you been feeling a little stronger these last few days? Yes. She must work I out. Perhaps <laughs> I am, Stanley. But of course, you're not ready to go back on the stage again, are you, darling? No. Of course not, Stanley. Poor darling. No more love, no more. Well, my little lovebirds. How are you two? How are you, Jessica? A little stronger, I think. Am I a little stronger, Stanley? <laughs> she can't remember anything. Jessica, I think you'd better leave us now. There's something I want to talk over with Damon. Yes, Stanley. I'll see you again very shortly, darling. Yes, Stanley. Well, Damon, I've been wanting to talk to you for some time. Have you heard of Amway? I suppose you realize, Damon, that... It's out of the question for Jessica to go on in the play in her present condition. Uh, kind of the point, will you, Vance? I have a pressing engagement with a pin-up girl, and I have got to change into my zoot suit. Oh, I bet that's a zoot no, suit riot. <laughs> I know that you somehow connect me with Jessica's condition. Brian, the fungus? Coincidence, I do. What of it? I know it would make you and everyone very happy if Jessica could go on in the play. Aha, uh -huh, the light at last illuminates my adult witch, so it's a shakedown. Shakedown? Go ahead and give it to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Look here, my larcenous in-law. I've been shaken down by experts on every conceivable count, including the man act in my time, and I can smell him a mile away. He smells like a man. For certain <laughs> financial considerations, you will leave this happy home, Jessica will recover, and she can go on in the play. The answer is no. There won't be any play without her, Damon. Are you suggesting that my name is not sufficient to draw the suckers? I can get a dozen people to play Jessica's part. Oh, that'd be way too many. Yeah, people will get confused. Daisy, Agnes Moorhead, makes no difference to me, anybody at all. Don't try to bluff me, Damon. After all this build-up, you won't dare go on without Jessica. You little know me, stinky. Ooh, light a match, will you? is having closed on opening night. As for Jessica, I'm very much afraid that she's made her bed, and now she'll have to lie in it. Well, she was. No tired. Her, short of murder with yourself as a victim, and I do not propose to put my neck in the hangman's noose. Good night. I think you'll see things my way a little God later, Damon. Who's Bard? Bard forbid. Oh, a, yes, you know, sausage King. Oh, yeah. He was coming up here to wait for you. Good heavens, when? He's on his way now, I imagine. Look, Tell him I'm out, will you? Going to Hollywood or something. Fellow's been acting. He wants to buy into the show, and I simply don't want to see him. Oh, he wants to buy into the show. Yes, he does not share your lamentable lack of faith in my talent, Stanley, and he's dying to buy into the show. Does he know Jessica won't be able to uh, appear? Of course he does, you idiot. Everybody does. Don't you read the trade papers? And now, good night, repulsive. I have other fish to fry. 
Toodaloo. Too many jokes wow. in that last sentence. Not enough time. Jessica. Oh, Jessica, my dear. I'm coming, Sandy. Tell me, Jessica, the Dark Tower, the play you were going to appear in with Damon, you have an interest in it, don't you? Yeah, it seems interesting. Yes, I think I do. An equal interest with Damon? With Damon, yes. Uh, how much do you suppose that interest is worth, Jessica? A hundred thousand dollars, I think. A hundred thousand dollars, huh? Yes, that was it. Have you thought about what you're going to do with it now that you can't appear in the play yourself? No, Stanley. Bada ba, lot of skittles. You see, I'm not at all sure the play will be a success without you, Jessica. I don't know, Stanley. I and can't it remember. Might be wise to sell your share of it before it opens. Don't you agree, Jessica? Yes. I'm not sharing anything. Yes, I do agree. And Jessica, if I could find a buyer, and I think perhaps I can, it might be best if I were to handle the details for you. Don't you think? Yes, Stanley. You handle it. The fact of the matter is, there's a man coming up here this evening, a friend of Damon's, Max Hartsfeld. Do you remember I asked you about him? Yes. Oh, she remembers. Won't be any trouble to you, darling. All you'll have to do is sign the necessary papers. Excuse me. Is this the residence of Mr. Damon Wellington? Mr. Hartsfeld. Yes. Oh, come in, please. Thank you. Mr. Wellington is at home? No, and we don't expect him, but he's discussed with me the reason for your visit, and I think perhaps he Disgusting. would like a satisfactory agreement. And you are... Uh, Stanley Vance. I'm Miss Wellington's husband. This is my wife. How do you do? Uh, how do you do? I'm very glad. Uh, sit down, please, Mr. Hartsfield. May I have your hat and coat? Yes. No way. They're my favorite. Uh, Get your own. Your socks. Eccentricity, perhaps. I always keep them on. Oh. And <laughs> uh, Mr. Hartsfield, Damon tells me that... You wish to buy an interest in the new Wellington play, The Dark Tower. Wellington play? No, I want the Stephen King version. Mr. Wellington. Yes, yeah, so he's told me. However, Damon has very definitely made up his mind not to sell any part of his interest in the play. He is trying to sell his bowling ball, however. Oh, yes, quite sure. I had a long talk with him about it only this evening. I <laughs> see. I will not conceal from you that this is a source of great disappointment to me, Mr. Vance. I have such a deep admiration for the talents of Mr. Wellington. I... Ventured in a few previous theatrical enterprises. Now, at last, I hope... I uh, quite understand your feelings, Mr. Hartsfeld, and I think that I may be able to help you. Yes? Yes. You see, Damon owns only half of the Wellington interest in the play. <laughs> My wife, Miss Jessica Wellington, owns the other half, and she... We, if the offer were sufficiently attractive... <laughs> and indeed. Uh, you, you are willing to sell, then, Miss Wellington? Yes, whatever Stanley says. Good. Then perhaps we should get down to detail, huh? <laughs> yes, Mr. Rentz. And Miss Wellington, I'm afraid you will think me very rude. Well, not but, at all. Uh, what is it? That dress uh, is atrocious. The talents of Miss Wellington's brother uh, must be considered the very essence of our bargaining. And since you are acting as her agent in any event, I wonder if she'd forgive me if I asked that you and I conclude this part of our business <laughs> alone, Mr. Rentz. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Jessica will understand perfectly, won't you, my dear? Yes, Stanley. Run along then, darling. I'll call you when we need you. 
Oh, not that door. Oh. Now, she went in the closet again. I you wish to know a little more about the man with whom you are dealing. Here's my card. I'm staying at the Waldorf. They I have wonderful salads. The card for you. Oh, there's no need, really. <laughs> yeah. But before we discuss terms, there is one other thing. About that bowling ball. I wonder... You do not know me, do you, Mr. Wentz? Know you? I, I... You do not know why I've been looking forward with such pleasure to an interview with you. Alone. I know, I... I... Well, it's very simple. It's very simple, really, Mr. Wentz. It's, uh, it's just that I'm... <laughs> I'm going to kill you. To death? To kill me? Really, Mr. Hartsfeld? With these two hands. These two hands? And before you die, before you die... I'm going to take your heart out and show it to you. Jessica. No. No, no. (laughs) Never saw it coming. So you see, Ben, there is your murderer, Mr. Max Hartsfeld. And I hope you're duly grateful to him. An elusive fellow, Hartsfeld. He's on MySpace. I've been trying to find him for two weeks. I never will. Uh, Left no fingerprints, you see. Uh, He always kept his gloves on. It's uh, an eccentricity. Ding. Wait a minute. Well, stop saying eccentricity. Do you mean you? Uh, my dear mutton, my dear muttonhead. Listen, darling, the whole thing's perfectly clear. It's as plain as the putty nose on Max Hartsfeld's face. I still can't get it into my head. Benjamin, if you don't know who Max Hartsfeld is by now, you are the only person within the sound of my voice who does not. You mean you impersonated... Then it wasn't Jessica. Jessica? (laughs) She never could have done it. The girl has talent, but no genius. But Damon, murder. Murder, he says. Murder? You share with me a guilty secret. Your lips are sealed. Come. In the words of Hamlet, never so help you mercy. Note that you know aught of me. Swear by my sword. That's not a sword. What? Swear. Can't do it. Family podcast. Well said, old mole. Well, I think that winds up the case, Watson. Uh, Jessica will receive by registered post a signed confession by Max Hartsfeld, bound in vellum. Well, if he's bound in vellum, how's he going to sign the confession? What is? You may consider it as my wedding present. It'll be a work not without literary merit, although written lefty. Oh, he's a switch writer. Published posthumously, I look forward to a long and brilliant career in the theater. I should not care to terminate it abruptly upon so paltry a characterization as the late Max Hartsfeld. Music. Curtain. Acting. And so closes The Dark Tower by Alexander Woolcott. I thought Stephen King's was much better. Yeah, they didn't even try to get to the tower in this one. I don't get it. 
Suspense is produced and directed by William Spear. All right, you ready to do this? More ready than I've ever been. Okay, okay, you sit there on the left. Since you'll be controlling this thing, I'm just going to sit over here on the right, strap in right here, and let you do everything. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Well, be sure you buckle that thing up, because this is going to be a bumpy ride. All right, let's do this. 10-4, hold on. that ruckus what's the big idea you guys i'm trying to run a business guys hello holy cow what a mess what the where are those guys what happened in here What happened to Chuck and Wagner? Did they make it back home? Tune into the first episode of Season 2 to find out. Follow Wisecracks Radio on Twitter and Facebook to find when Season 2 begins. Go to wisecracksradio.com to subscribe and connect on social media. Thank you for listening to the first season. Wisecracks Radio Hour is written and produced by Aaron Lindsay and Sean Rourke. Chuck is played by Aaron Lindsay. Wagner is played by Sean Rourke. Playing the role of Mr. Brumbles is Craig Underhill. And I'm your announcer, Lori Lindsay. Wisecracks Radio Hour is a proud member of the Ace Podcast Network and is a Two Dudes production.